I'm Cesar Rubio, five-time past master of Palm Springs Lodge number 693, and this is Masonic Muscle, where we focus on the strongest aspect of Freemasonry, a virtuous education of the mind, fortifying it with wise and serious truths, encouraging all brethren to increase their level of fitness one degree at a time, making exercise and study a cornerstone of our daily routine because Freemasonry is work. When you put in the work, you get closer and closer to the point within the circle. Masonic muscle. We give you more light, but no light weights. So get to it. And let's get started. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. If you guys haven't subscribed yet to Masonic Muscle Podcast, do so right now. Get the workout in. Uh, also, I've been announcing at the last couple episodes that uh, you can now donate to this uh, to this channel. Right, make your donation, whatever you feel. If I've been adding value, if I've been adding, uh, you know, if I've made you laugh a few times or giving you some insights and it's worth it, you know, uh, donate. Feel free to donate. It'll keep this show going. It will uh, allow me to keep improving the quality of the show, obviously. And, yeah, get more coffee. We all need some coffee. First thing I want to do is announce uh, to everyone that I recently, I got up, I did my daily routine, I looked in the mail, and lo and behold, there was a package for me. I was like, yeah, what is this? So I got it, put it down, made my coffee. Uh, then I, when I got a chance, I opened it. And there was a letter in there, and it says, Caesar, hot off the press, the Fraternal Reviews 2021 Annual. I wish you guys could see it. I should have made a video huh, of me opening it, just like Rob Johnson at Wentz came you big old, you know, hey, here's them, this giveaway, first guy who called me, something like that. Good on you, Rob. Um, July 1st, man, uh, go on the website. Everybody can get one. The research, the researchlodge.com. Uh, Forty-six bucks includes shipping and handling. That's uh, you know, starting on July first. After that, uh, this special thirty-day rate, the cost will go up to fifty-five bucks. So get out and get you your copy. I have mine right here. That's what this show is about today. It's about the Fraternal Review Twenty Twenty One Annual, and it has. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It has eleven episodes in it. Remember, these are all glossy cover, uh, glossy page uh, magazines that are that the Southern California Research Lodge has been putting out now for years. Ever since they Dago and uh, a couple of brothers over there took over, they little by little they began to improve the quality of this uh, of this uh, of the research. Uh, before it was the Southern California Research Papers or something like that, and, uh, you know, I subscribed to them. And then when they took over, they, the Fraternal Review. So let's go down the list and let's check these out, right? In February, the, the episode or the, uh, the issue was The Death of Ritual. And it's got this really cool, this, this really cool, it's like uh, if you guys are comic book collectors, which I, I am, I was, I am on and off. It's the comic book cover of uh, the death of Superman. That's what I remember. And instead of, you know, the flag and Superman's 
part of Superman's cape. It's a flag, a pole, or a shovel. And on the shovel handle, there's an apron, like all beat up and what have you. But the ones that really caught... And then, uh, let me go on. March, there was the Masonic Legacy Society. April, the Kabbalah and Freemasonry. May, the Middle Chamber. June, Stoicism and Freemasonry. We'll get back to that one. July, the American Revolution. We're in July. August, the Matrix and Freemasonry. September, the top 10 Masonic books of the new millennium, which I believe I... Uh, interviewed both Dago and Jerry L. Smith and talked about that. It was great. On October, their issue was about brotherly love. November, about relief. And December, truth. The one I want to get back to real quick is Stoicism and Freemasonry. Because recently, you know, in talking to uh, one of my good friends, uh, Matt Jackson, you know, we, we uh, he's uh, come back into the fold from, uh, you know, a long hiatus and his desire to want to learn and, and, and memorize and get ready and, and continue to study more than anything, uh, you know, has, has flared up again. I can't say flared up, right? But that's not the proper word. But, um, and one of the things that he said one day is like, you know what, I, I just really have the, uh, the impulse, the desire to, as I study my Masonic studies, for an EA and also work on my memory work, I would like to combine that with Marcus Aurelius meditations. And I had just been online going over my Amazon list. I think if you're a Mason and you're a reader, I think all of you have your Amazon wish list and it's like a huge list, right? And one of those books for me was Marcus Aurelius. Um, Marcus Aurelius's Meditations and Freemasonry. There's a, a brother that uh, has been putting out these little books, and one of them had to do with that. And he's combined a lot of the sayings of Marcus Aurelius with Freemasonry and his and his own thoughts, the brother's own thoughts. So I bought one for him, or bought one for me. It's it's been really insightful. But here we are, also in the what was it June. In the, yeah, June issue of the Fraternal Review is Stoicism and Freemasonry. Now, I remember when that, art, when that issue came out. I do. Because I had been, you know, I'm a big uh, uh, fan and follower of uh, Ryan Holiday. You know, Stoicism. He's written many books. And I think when you really think about it, you really look back to our founding fathers they were they were very well educated men, and part of uh, their study was the ancient philosophers, and those ancient philosophers from Greece, uh, Marcus Aurelius from Rome, were all influenced by Stoic by Stoic philosophers of ancient Greece. So it, it's only natural that a lot of the spirit of that and a lot of the style of their thinking like spilled over into their way of seeing the world. And I'm talking about the founding fathers. And when we broke away, now combine that with the issue, the next issue, that was the June issue of uh, the Fraternal Review, Stoicism and Freemasonry. In July, their next issue was the American Revolution. So let's combine those two real quick. All right. We're going through... A period, the colonies are, 
are uh, beginning to feel picked on, beginning to feel like they don't have a voice. They're, in, in their opinion, they're exhausting every remedy that they have at their disposal. And uh, to, be, to be heard, to, to have their grievances heard. And so they finally make the choice to make a stand. And the war pops off. Now we're in it. And as we know, you know, George Washington outwitted Cornwallis and uh, the, uh, the rebels, us, the United States rebels, that we became the United States back then. It was still the colonies, uh, but they were calling themselves Americans already. But now they have to begin to write documents to begin to try to verbalize what they believe a government of, you know, of freedom, of self-reliance, of sovereignty. What's that going to look like? What's that going to sound like on paper? And thus, you know, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the preamble. So all, and when you read through, and then you read through the a lot of the writings of the founding fathers, you see, you see a lot of the stoicism. And now, the in the backdrop, you have Freemasonry. You know, you had thirteen colonies, and you have you had something like over a little bit over a hundred and twenty lodges at that time in those thirteen colonies. And one of the big things that the Masons. Not, not just the Masons, uh, a lot of the representatives of the colonies, remember, during the Constitutional Convention, a big part of them wanted to like revert back to a system similar to the king, and they wanted to make Washington the king. And he said, no, you know, we're, we're not here for that. Uh, we, fought, we just fought against that, and so we, we need to come up with something different. Well, at the same time, a similar like a you know little mini revolution was going on within in the closed doors of lodges and that was that we were still we were still used to living under that system a lot of the people and so in order to break away from you know the most we could also from within freemasonry was to create our own grand lodge system right in in you know, in England, that's the Mother Grand Lodge, and and that's where everybody gets their their charter at that time. And they wanted to make one Grand Lodge, I believe, over here in the United States, and they said no. They should all have their sovereignty, thus beginning the separation between how we practice Freemasonry here in America and how Freemasonry was being practiced in England, in Europe. And that's just another little, you know, uh, a little difference or maybe big difference between how the United States was practicing Freemasonry. The other one was when we began to really dig into the ritual. And I think that didn't begin to happen until what the 1800s with uh, Webb. And Webb began to dig through the rituals and come up with his own little interpretations here and there. Here in California, we have a combination of Preston Webb uh, ritual and so but there's a lot of stoicism in there uh there's a lot of stoicism in anderson's constitution there's a lot of stoicism in in preston william preston's writings because william preston uh, remember uh one of the big things during the greek times was 
uh, a liberal er education. And, and you had these uh, masters of words, masters of logic and masters of rhetoric. And the, the ones who successfully combined those three, the trivium, the, you know, the sacred trivium, the Godhead, you know, the sacred trinity, uh, were the ones who you, know, you can tell had the most influence. And it is my understanding that William Preston was, you know, was, was trying to give the common man a higher form of education within the lodge walls. And so, you know, when he began to create these, the three degree system or what was going to be known as the three degree system, it naturally just flowed out and was given to the Masons. But at the same time, I think he recognized uh, within the older documents, the older charges, you know, the Regis manuscript, the Wood manuscript, all these other manuscripts that, that kept referring back to Freemasonry always being associated with the seven liberal arts and sciences, you had like no other uh, option maybe to, to not, you know, to not not exclude that you 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 had to put it in there because these ancient documents the oldest oldest ones that we knew were referring to that to to uh, the the seven liberal arts and sciences so that was the july the july uh issue of the revolutionary war is also very important because not too long ago a book came out and it was called Washington's Secret Six, and it was it was uh, based on General Washington's spy network that broke the back of the English Empire. Now, I, I don't know if any of them were Masons. I haven't dug that deep into it, but I do know that uh, Washington, being a Mason, being our, our general, our first president, uh, had to have used just naturally some of these uh, locks and keys of Freemasonry. Uh, it becomes apparent when you study the history of the Constitutional Convention that one of the very first things they decided on was to lock all the doors, board up all the walls so nobody can see what was happening inside, and they posted a sentinel at the uh, doors so that nobody came in or out, and nobody was allowed to write notes Right. I mean, now we know that years, years and years later that there were people who wrote notes, but it was to be kept secret. And so when I talk with other brothers about this, I, I often ask them, you know, does this sound familiar? The, you know, does does any of this sound familiar to you as a Mason? We're going to meet behind closed doors. This this uh, meeting is a secret. And it's not necessarily that it, it's because it's, uh, you know, you know, sinister motives or plans. It's just they were talking about something that could not really be discussed, I would imagine, with uh, with everybody, especially if they did not have a higher education in the forms of government, in the, you know, fallacies of, of each one. Uh, you know, what is a republic? What is a democracy? Uh, I can tell you one thing. I think a lot of the majority or the majority of the founding fathers, they, they didn't like the democracy. They didn't like the democratic style of government because uh, they said that that always led to tyranny. And so they had to they had to create something 
with some democratic, you know, processes, which which we do, but overall, it, it's a republic. You know, it's a. I think someone, some people say it's a democratic republic or whatever. But um, the only way they could know to have known that was to actually have read the histories of Greece and Sparta and Athens and and the the Greek city states where democracy was born. So. You know, it just makes sense that they, that they had, you know, um, intimate knowledge of Stoic philosophy. You know, the writings of Marcus Aurelius, the meditations of Marcus Aurelius, and other uh, important, prominent uh, writers. So let's. So that's June and July. I mean, those really caught my eye when they came out. The one before that, the Middle Chamber, very important. That was a, a big one in the beginning uh, of this three-degree system and, and what it reveals to uh, a brother. Um, when you look and begin to dig deep into it, you begin, at first, it's, it, it, I think it goes over our head. And at Palm Springs Lodge, we've been really focusing on the trivium, grammar, logic, rhetoric. We haven't really, and we haven't even really gotten into, like, the, the, the complete set. The, you know, we, we dug into a lot of grammar. We, we have applied a lot of logic, and we're, we're barely beginning to learn how to, you know, uh, be better rhetorically so that when we speak, we know that our words, the words that we really need to use are the ones that need to be used. So that, that is, is, is there, but we haven't you know, done the whole, the whole gamut, and let alone began to apply it to the four, the quadrivium. Because once, you know, from my understanding, once you get a hold of the trivium and you really, really um, begin to get close to mastering that now, or have a firm grasp of it, now you can, now you have learned how to learn anything. And without the need of a instructor or anything like that, you have the tools now to actively go out there and dispel confusion and seek truth in your own way. And that's what we're going towards. We're going towards that and hence the middle chamber. You know, you're going towards the middle chamber of something sacred, you know, within you know, between your two temples, the temple between your two temples. And it's helping us build that up. So uh, those are my two cents uh, on that little topic. And hey, thank you guys. Thank you for turning review. Dago, I got to get you back, Dago, because you got me good when I opened up this this uh, card and I, I see that <laughs> you got me pretty good, man. So thank you. That's a shout out to you. Shout out to all the guys at Pasadena Lodge. I'll be there for my Con starting uh, July twenty uh, second. It's coming up here quick, you know. Before we knew it, here here we are. We're we're upon it, and I'm still looking for other brothers to go with us. I'm still looking for uh, you know uh, members of of the public uh, to go with us. Get your tickets. Get on MasonicCon.com um, and. Look at all the people that are going to be there, all the authors, everything that's going to be, you know, offered to you. And if you want this magazine, 
the Fraternal Review Annual 2021 Annual. Again, go to the researchlodge.com. And as of right now, it's 46 bucks and includes shipping and handling. And uh, after this you know, special 30-day uh, offer rate, uh, the cost will go up to 55 bucks. So get out you get out there and get you some and man, you know, continue to brighten up your your day, continue to increase your Masonic knowledge, continue to do what you can, what you have in your power to control within your life. We can't control how other people react and all this stuff, but we can control what things mean to us. And we can't control what goes into our bodies and what goes into our minds. So with that, I leave you. And you guys have yourself an awesome, awesome day. All right. These strong sessions are calculated to inculcate in the mind of the novitiate the importance of subduing our passions and improving ourselves in masonry, feeding the attentive ear with the sound of the instructive tongue, endeavoring to add to the common stock of knowledge and understanding, effectively spreading the cement of knowledge and wisdom, and hopefully spreading some enthusiasm to get out there and get your body in motion. Go into your lodge's library and look up those books about the mysterious origins of Freemasonry. How about that?